I don't know how to make a Thanksgiving podcast. All I can do is cold takes and maybe something you can get canceled for. Well, okay. I guess that works as good as anything. <laughs> yes. I feel um, lukewarm about that one. How, really? I mean, really? like... I think you could have been... Well, no, actually, I'm not going to say that I even think that you could be more creative, because I don't know what I would say. So I guess it was just fine. You did you did good with what you had. I mean, my alternate one was Peppermint Patty, uh, and I would be like, you call this a Thanksgiving podcast? Where's the hot takes? Where are the memes? Yeah, I would have actually appreciated that one a little more. I kind of think that's funny. Well... Next Thanksgiving, we'll bring this back. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do the, the... These will just be locked in for every Thanksgiving. Right. We'll just some, come up with more and more, like, specific things to talk about until we squeeze the every... rock of all of its moisture and atoms. Yes. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> Welcome to the Disney desk, everyone. I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. And, as we promised, we are continuing our It's a Podcast Charlie Brown season with... A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yes, that is correct. We love talking about Charlie Brown. And luckily enough, there's probably a year's worth of content to go from. So, buckle yeah, up. I was going to say, we haven't even finished the A-tier holiday specials. Like, right. <laughs> we have at least one more before we start getting into the ones where people are like, yeah, I guess I've seen that. Exactly, yeah. So, um... This one is a very special episode. Um, I don't know about you, but, like, I was talking to a friend recently about part of what makes Charlie Brown special is its sense of routine for each of its corresponding holidays, and this was always one that would be playing on ABC, like, around 8 p.m., like, early evening primetime, I guess, and it was always, like, a routine, at least in my family, of, like... (laughs) dinner's over even dessert's over like everyone's just sitting around and then this comes on afterwards and it's just like a part of the holiday at least in my experience in my family what about you no no my family's the same way and i do think like and you know there are the standards there are the classics there's like the holiday movies you always watch Mm -hmm. but it feels like peanuts has somehow even transcended that standard right like it's the only thing I think is comparable is Christmas Story, but that's because TBS has made it a meme, and it's like, we are literally going to show this nonstop right. from 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve to uh, December 26th, around, like, 5. I'm starting to think TBS made some kind of deal with, like, the devil, and, or, like, <laughs> made some kind of, like, genie's pact of, like oh, your punishment from the rest of eternity is to show... (laughs) You have to keep showing Christmas Story nonstop to even the point where I'm tired of it. And it takes me forever to get tired of something. Right. Um, Yeah, but no, my family's the same way. Um, They are so crisp. Like, all of them are crisp 30 minutes. They are, like, the perfect... They're almost like desserts in themselves. They're, like, just the perfect little topper to every holiday. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And especially, like, I don't know, especially for me it's special because, like, my family does not follow traditional holiday movie rules. Um, usually we <laughs> end up just getting bullied into watching The Godfather again. Why? Or The Godfather 2 if we're not. I don't know. Because my grandpa decides what we watch. And he's always like, well, The Godfather, it's a classic. You know, everybody likes The Godfather. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but I don't feel like sitting down and watching a four-hour-ish movie every year. Yeah, that's awful. That sounds like hell. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, it's good. It's fun. I mean, it helps that The Godfather, in terms of, like, long, uh, pretentious movies, is, like, got, you know, gangsters and shooting and, like, fights and stuff and, like, noise. You know, it's not like... I guess, yeah. You know, know, stuff... You know, it's not just ponderous. It, It Stuff happens, but... That would, that's an experience I feel like if I had a relative that insisted on sitting down to watch The Godfather after Thanksgiving, I would find any excuse to opt out of that. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. In general, like, I think it's funny because of the big five autumnish, winterish holidays, Thanksgiving is probably my least favorite, but we were discussing this. I think this might be my favorite mm. of the main three ho- holiday specials. Yeah, I. I'm kind of tied neck and neck for Halloween and Thanksgiving in terms of my favorite holidays. I I really do mm. love Thanksgiving as a holiday. It might be my, my my number one, but but yeah, like as much as I am a Halloween person, I do actually think this one. And it's like, isn't it strange that we're both kind of surprised at at. <laughs> That this one is our favorite one. We're going to like, you know what? I think I like this one best. <laughs> where it really is like, of these Monet paintings, this is the one where he's able to best express the concept of a flower. Like that, like we're on, like all of these are A pluses. Yeah. This is just like extra credit. Um, right. Yeah. And I, you know what I think a part of it is? Well, I'll say like, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy just because, and you know my personality. I'm very obsessive about like, if yeah. it's a party, I want to make sure everyone's having the best... Like, if it's an important day, I'm obsessed with making sure everyone has the best day, which is just impossible with family, so I just get yeah. too stressed out. And that's why, like, Halloween or right. New Year's or, like, Mardi mm. Gras, where it's like, oh, this is just a party. Just do whatever. Um, right. Yeah. I like Thanksgiving because food is really good and, for some reason, better than it is for the rest of the whole year. And uh, I just, like, I have a really funny, enjoyable family. Not I realize how, like, novel right. that is to say that, like, I actually enjoy the company of my family well, quite a bit. And so, and, and you know. I was that going you, to say, I was going to say, one of my most enjoyable Thanksgivings is where I was just like, you invited me. Well, your pitch was, we would go see the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade. See, I like the parade, because I like gaudy, right. like, spectacle. So, and especially because yeah. they have the Broadway shows performed. Right. But Philadelphia also has a parade. So we watched that. We almost froze to death. And then we went back to your place. And we I did. was like awkwardly like glued to the TV because that was when the Bills played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And that was like the <laughs> right, yeah. like pendulum swing moment where people are like, oh shoot, are the Bills good now? Oh, I think they're good now. And that was like right. the entire seat changing. <laughs> um but you know right. what I think, and like we can get to the actual special now, I suppose. We'll eventually, um, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, but you know what I think really helps this special. Um, the one thing I noticed what? is, in terms of the big three: Charlie Brown Christmas, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. This is the latest one. Both Charlie Brown Christmas and Great Pumpkin were like like in the first three or four they made, whereas this was you know those were made in the sixties. This was made in the seventies. It really does feel like they had, like, a decade worth mm. of homework to build off of. And it results in just, I think I just described it as, 
everything is supercharged. Like, everything we like about these is, like, polished to a mere shine. I would agree. And you know what? You bringing that up about the timeline really offers a lot of context to why the humor in this episode feels so nuanced and, like, specific and particularly hilarious. I don't know why. It's all cranked up. Right. To, and I think that's why it works in the context of a, of a holiday that is, like, thematically subtle. Huh. So it's, like, it's easy to... Because, like, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of, like, visual cues that mm. go with Halloween and Christmas. And, and much fewer with a holiday like mm. Thanksgiving... So, like, they're not getting into... Well, they do get into costume a bit. But, like, it's just, like, all you do at Thanksgiving is sit down to eat a meal. And so it's, like, their personalities that are cranked so up to 10. Because it's just them sitting that down to a meal. Point. Really? This is an episode of Seinfeld. I didn't think about that. Because, like, Christmas... Yeah. There's a lot of activities and events, even though it all ends around a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Halloween is a literal holiday yeah. in motion. The whole point is going from house to house. It's a quest. Journey. Whereas, yeah. And this is, like, yeah. the ultimate example of, like, oh, like, because every Thanksgiving story is sit down with your family and have everything come to a head. And I think this year, this, yes. I noticed, like, <laughs> even more, like, you know, the characters were distinct and personable in Chris, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Great Pumpkin, but here it just feels like they've really figured out what every member of the Peanuts gang brings to the table, like what their personality right. contributes. Absolutely, yeah. Like in particular, well, obviously Peppermint Patty's like the star of this, but even like Linus and like Lucy, um, or even... Um, Oh my god, why am I blanking on her name? Sally, yes. Even Sally, Sally just this bit where she's walking and, like, com complaining about having to do homework. I'm like, god, they've somehow, <laughs> like, they've really flushed out this character to be the most kitty of the bunch. Or even, like, Linus yeah. having, somehow, it's not even just that he has his classic, like, quasi-religious speech, but it's also that he references other Thanksgivings. Right. He has that whole bit where he goes like, this reminds me of another Thanksgiving. I... They somehow made him more of a poindexter. That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. Well, that's my right. favorite line, yeah. just, especially because Peppermint Patty, who obviously has no idea. Yeah. Is like, no, it's who obviously not. has no idea what the hell he's <laughs> right. talking no. about. Just goes, no, that's the, no, no. Yeah, it's and not like that at Charlie all. Charlie Brown just having the line of, oh, we have another holiday. Feels like one of the most quintessential Charlie Brown lines you can ever have, where he's just like, ah, here we go again. Okay, wait. I have, like, a small list of my favorite one-liners from this episode. Yes, I want to hear all of them. go through our favorite moments here? My favorite. <laughs> okay, I literally have a list. One of them, yes, was that moment where she... <laughs> and he's like, this is just like that Thanksgiving with Miles Standish, and... And she's Ew, like, that, no, it's not. Like that at all. It's not like that at all. But when she, like, first um, has this outburst at the table, and Marcy kind of, like, which we needed to talk about Marcy and this Peppermint Patty-Marcy dynamic, but, like, she sort of dresses her down a little bit, and Peppermint Patty literally says, 
why can't can I act right outside of a baseball game? Oh my god, I was re-watching a few clips from this, and something about that line just... I... But then later, Charlie Brown on the phone says to his grandmother, like, there's a girl named Peppermint Patty, and she's really good at baseball. I love that. And I'm like, yeah, is it this is coded? coded. <laughs> it's just, like, that's your code for butch or lesbian. It's, they're good at playing baseball. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it just gets me. And then, wait, my other one, one of my favorite, okay, when he's on the phone with his grandmother trying to explain, and he's like... He's like, you hear the voice like, wah, 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 and he's like, no, man, they haven't eaten yet. In fact, they've made a point of telling me so in, in so many words. I love, I love <laughs> characters who can explain their whole personality in one sentence. And that's the ultimate Charlie <laughs> Brown. Everyone's going to yell at you and belittle you and berate you for things that aren't even technically your right. fault. <laughs> right. But then it's like, you know... This episode really highlights what is wrong with Charlie Brown as a person. And, like, finally some of the other characters are kind of calling him on his shit and being like, well, yeah, Sally's like, this is all your fault because yes, you're so wishy-washy. Like, and that's the funny thing because as much <laughs> of a jerk as Peppermint Patty is in this, Charlie Brown just at any point could just oh, explain the situation and diffuse everything. But instead, right? he just gets rolled over like a like a like a bowling pin. <laughs> you can't even say that he's rolled yeah. over. He lays. It'd be down. like if the bowling pin just said, "Ah, you know what? I I see the writing on the wall." You know, I'll take care of this from here. Yeah, <laughs> here I go. Because like you, two of the other characters like offer solutions, yes. <laughs> and he's like, "No, no. And like, there's this is, this is the only way." <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then and then at the very end, like this strange, absolutely strange singing in the car. She lives in a condominium. <laughs> what child knows what right, a condominium yeah, but is? But like them these writers just have such like a finger on the pulse here of what the humor here really is and who their audience is. Like just to like have a moment of them all singing like out of time with each other like they're all just this cacophony of like people singing over the river and through the woods and like something about and that charlie brown somehow is the debbie downer of the bunch because he's like well it's a condominium he's like you know what's wrong with this <laughs> we can't sing this song yeah. it's like all um, right <laughs> let's talk briefly i have a, i have quite a few notes as well Let's talk briefly about how Lucy's presence is actually very, like, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> brief, but how important it is. And, like, thematically, like, let's really dive into this unnecessarily and be like, well, why is it important that we watch Charlie Brown fail at something that he's failed at before? <laughs> why did the writers insist on showing us this scene again? It Does matters, he doesn't it? on the Christmas one, too? Well, we're going to find out know. soon enough. Also, he might. fun fact. We're going to find uh, apparently out. Apparently yeah. there was a... Apparently there what It was recently the anniversary of the first comic where Lucy holds the football. And, yeah, it's funny because I think it's funny that a, they had it around Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. And I suppose, like, football is one of the Thingies. symbolic things of Thanksgiving? I don't know. Yeah. 
But it's like, you know, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, okay. When I think about this too much, like, I can admit that, like, this is me going way too um, hard in the paint here. But, like, okay, maybe it is important for us to see this scene of this kid thinking maybe this time is going to be different. Maybe, like, this is the time when, like, my life turns around. But, no, he, he still makes the same mistake. And then goes on later in the episode to, like, continue with that same behavior pattern. Oh, of, the, like, we have another holiday. Letting people walk all over him. We have another holiday to deal with. That's, like, again, it's the Charlie Brown energy of, like, oh, yeah. this is going to keep happening. We're in a never-ending loop. But let's try to make it best. Like, yeah. I mean, the fo- and on top of that, the football thing is just so iconic. Even the Peanuts movie, like, ha- made it an after credit scene because they're like, well, right. we have to have it. If it doesn't fit in the plot, then we're just going to make it an after credit yeah. scene because we can't not do the football thing. Right. I was going to say, I was interested that Lucy's bare, like, despite being, like, the main antagonist of Charlie Brown Christmas, and I guess that's one thing I like that. What's fresh about what makes all of these feel fresh is they do focus on different members. They're all ensembles, but they do have different quote unquote right. antagonists or different like focal points. Right. Because I suppose it would be much to have both right. her and I was gonna Pepper say, and I don't Petty. Know. Is Pepper and Petty even in the Halloween one? It feels like she isn't. I actually I she... mean she's probably in the background. But... I think I think she I think she might be for for a little bit. I think that she's... Cause I remember us mentioning her the last yeah. time we talked about this. But I just can't remember to what degree. I don't know. But I, I feel like she is in that one. Yeah, but I think that's what oh, one well. of the strong suits where it's like, oh, well, this is a Peppermint Patty one. Or this one's a Lucy one. Or this one is Linus and Sally one. Right. Like, you can bounce... You can throw right. different characters out there and be like, "All right, it's your turn. This is your uh, like this is your turn to take the spotlight. This is your moment to uh, shine." And I really noticed the fade ins and outs because when you have them on like VHS or like when you're watching oh. them on your computer, you kind of forget that these were like cut for broadcast. So there's like fade ins for commercials and stuff. Mm. And we've talked about all of these being very vignette and very like little episodes. And I think this one in particular, I really mm-hmm. began to appreciate how literally every fade in and fade out brings us to, like, a new sequence or a new moment of animation. Um, especially underlined by, mm-hmm. like, this one in particular, like, when I talk about everything being supercharged, those, like, fanciful animation sequences where it's, like, just the joy of animation. Like, on paper, the scene with Woodstock and Snoopy, when they're first together getting the table ready, literally on a page it would just be oh, Snoopy gets the table out. He struggles with some chairs. But it's like, oh, he opens the garage. There's a basketball. He dribbles it around a little bit. He throws it up into the hoop. He literally gets in a boxing match with a chair. He plays ping pong. Just like, but they find all of these little moments to just have fun with the animation and just like do something we don't normally get to see in an animated story. Or like, you know, stuff you wouldn't do in live action because it would just be you get the chairs out. Okay, yeah, you just walked right into one of my notes, and you, you literally said something verbatim that I had written down here, which was that it's, it really does feel like the animators are having right. fun creating this story, which 
is truly novel. I feel like I don't recognize that a lot in modern animation where I like feel the energy of the people who are creating this thing. And um, it's like, it, it is it is incredible what you can create with such simplified ingredients, which is really what these filmmakers are doing, these animators, with a dog, a bird, a table, and, and chairs. Like and stretched out into several minutes of right. of story without any dialogue. Uh, yeah, you know. this one, yeah. more than either of the other two, is so reliant on motion and movement. Like, there are a lot of great, like, you know, there are a lot of great little moments of dialogue, but in this one in particular, the moments of dialogue and the moments of action are kind of really separated, and it really just makes you appreciate that we literally have almost entire moments from start to commercial break of just animation, of just, that again, that joy, mm -hmm. that UPA energy of, like, let's get back to the roots of motion, get back to the roots of comedy, get back to the roots of shape and color moving around to create emotion and energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, like, yeah, I, right. I, it's we're only just getting back to that in animation because CGI animation... And I don't want to make this the whole talking about the difference between CGI animation and hand-drawn animation, but CGI animation is more of a game right. of manipulation. You know, you design the characters, you design the sets, and then you rig them. You, like, set up their joints and stuff, tell the parts where to move, and then mm -hmm. you move the digital camera around and add all the effects and stuff. But now, like, posts into the Spider-Verse, and I would argue the Peanuts movie also really helped pioneer, like, changing up CGI animation to have more sort of hand-drawn energy. Like, we're finally seeing personality where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, no, let's let characters stretch and move around. Let's, like, have little moments of visual panache. Let's have yeah. more diversity in style and motion. Yeah, I agree. Like, I had some moments here that I really enjoy with what the animators do. Like, Woodstock gets, like, squashed by the basketball and snoopy like peels him off and like he's thin like a piece of paper <laughs> and it's just like there's such creativity and character that you can that they were really like willing to do i want to say that they were almost more willing to be really imaginative with what they were creating back then um like i said with these simple ingredients there's a part where he like shuffles the toast like cards yeah. I always love that, and he's like dealing them out on the table like a like a poker dealer or something like that. Like it's just little things like that. That oh, when he's when he's like yes, boxing literally the, the lawn chair, they're doing the Popeye things like, like that. Put yeah, him up, put him up motion. Yeah, it's the magic of of these artists who can look at inanimate objects like Be that. Like, this is and what it like, would look like if it was a person. Make them come alive. And again, it really yeah, does underline right. like. You can tell Charles Schultz was really hands-on with these because, like, and just, like, it really does capture, like, the minute they made Snoopy anthropomorphic and not just a beagle is when, like, you know, they pu poured rocket fuel into the engine of the Peanuts. Because, like, those are what carried these specials. Right. That, that, like, seeing those, like, fanciful segments in motion and in color really, you're just, like oh, yeah, this is why Peanuts is iconic. This is why the comic became iconic, and this is why the shows... This is why they wanted to make the shows, and this is why Peanuts will it. exist for eternity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also just... Yeah. I love Woodstock. Woodstock's my favorite character, and I love that they give Woodstock... I think Woodstock's my favorite yes. character, too. I love that they give yeah. Woodstock his own little theme song, and it might be my favorite... 
I would say if I was going to nitpicks, this one in terms of compared to the other two big specials probably has the weakest music, which is just to say it doesn't have as many iconic, like this is a seminal piece of music, but Little Birdie, right. Woodstock's theme, might be my favorite little piece of music from all of these. That's so interesting because I also noticed that I was like, oh, is this the first? Well, it's probably not. Um, but so much of the Peanuts music is, and I forget what this word is, diegetic? Is that what it's called when music plays in? Um, diegetic means it's in the universe. So like people are playing the instruments. Non-diegetic means yeah. like the score. Like Right. And so I feel like so much of why Peanuts music is iconic because a lot of right. it is diegetic. And this stood out to me immediately when I was watching it of like, oh, there are yeah, lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics underline that it's non-diegetic. It's for us. Yeah, and it's and it's for our right, sake, right. not theirs. Yeah, it's helping us understand the story. Um, it's not helping them tell it. So, but it is a good song um, because it's just jazzy. Like it's it it is that sixties essence, or well, technically seventies, um, but yeah. Also, and like I know you probably have a lot more points too, but I just want to get one more. Like, I like Charlie Brown's. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, the bit where they're making the dinner might be one of my might be my favorite section in any of the Peanuts animated oh, yeah. things. Something about it is just so cathartic. It, it's that mm-hmm. meme of the Studio Ghibli food where it's like, man, this food always looks so good. This is my version. That is our Western version <laughs> of that. Where I'm like, man, this looks delicious. Um. I just love the vintage appliances yeah, the that weird we get to see in action. With, like, the side hatches. The yes. triangle toaster. But then I noticed for the first time how it works, like, in my life, that, like, when you pull it open and close it, the piece of toast inside flips upside down. So what? the other side oh gets toasted. And I never noticed that before until I watched it today. And I was like, oh, it's on an angle. So when he opens the slash, the piece of bread, like, flips upside down. And then you close it. And so the other side is up against oh the heat. God. Oh, <laughs> Like, or even oh just God. like the like flipping get it? through the like, butter and having it sound like a stack of cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and him Woodstock his, grabs his oh, Snoopy's Woodstock ear. is like buttering his um, ear. It's also and my like, excuse. I I mentioned to you. Yeah. I made this dinner for Thanksgiving one time. You said that, yeah. How did was it? Was so, it fun? Yeah. Was so fun it dinner? was twenty twenty, and my grandparents were adamant that the family goes um and i was just like yeah i don't feel comfortable doing that so i'm gonna stay home and i was like well i can't make a whole turkey Mm -hmm. by myself but i do have a bunch of assorted nonsense so i got the jelly beans i right (laughs) the only thing i didn't have was the pretzel sticks so it was jelly beans um Mm -hmm. popcorn i replaced the jelly beans with two egos i did the toast and then just as like to embody Snoopy actually bringing out a turkey that he apparently was withholding from his owner, I had a, like, duck breast. Yes. And pie. I love that Snoopy actually is a super competent cook and just kept that from everyone. You know what a note that I have here is? It's like, it stood out to me watching it this time around how everyone is simultaneously super reliant on Snoopy and his abilities, but also, like, done with his shit. (laughs) Like, they have no tolerance for him, but they also can't do anything without him <laughs> yeah he's the best at what he is and they're just like but damn it do you get results right yeah like they would not like he he put together this entire event 
And, like, the whole time, they're like, yeah. quit messing around. Stop. Like, it's like, dude, messing around is no. how he gets stuff done. Like, no one appreciates this dog. <laughs> That's why he kept the turkey to himself. Yeah, he's a master of chaos magic. If you don't let him work, he's not going to be able to produce anything. I love that when we finally get to Thanksgiving dinner and everybody's there, when Peppermint Patty is, like, starts to complain. It's like, the other people are just like, great, let's yeah. eat. Like, the nobody kids. else sees They don't care. Right. They don't have taste. <laughs> like, you see Charlie Brown just, like, happily eating his popcorn. And she's looking around like, excuse me? Like, that's the funniest Well, that's what I love. Me, that everyone's she's like, the one with, like, Snoopy. taste, even though she's the one who's always like, man, why can't I act normal outside of a baseball field? I'll figure that right. out when I'm older. Yeah, she's the one with taste. She's the one with taste, even though she has, like, no couth or manners or, like, <laughs> invited herself and two other friends to Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, let's let's actually talk about Peppermint Patty and Marcy right. while we're at it. Um, because, oh, that's another moment that I forget to mention that I, like, there's just so much room in this episode for them to fit these moments that are, like, truly, they're funny because they're just strange. And there's this moment, like, towards the towards the end when they're, like, making up. First of all, like, Peppermint Patty must be some kind of, like, narcissist because she finds a way to gaslight Charlie Brown after this whole thing is over. When, she re- when they talk some sense into her and they're like, well, maybe you could have been nicer to him. And then at the end she's like, we don't need to fight about yeah. this. There's enough cruelty about in the world. About our lover's quarrel. They don't need <laughs> Right, she's like always she nagging almost him. turns it Non-stop. back on him. Yeah, and I just like, but then there's this moment where Marcy, which, what an interesting character, kind of the voice almost insinuates that this is like a character much younger than everybody else. Is <laughs> quite like a toddler sounding voice, right? Oh yeah, that is true. And then, what is this, sir? <laughs> do we have answers I mean, for that why does she call as someone who's sir? been the marcy in many a relationship it really is like you know there are a lot of type a personalities out there yeah <laughs> boss. A boss there's a lot of type a boss yeah. types around there and they will okay so she's yes, yes they will him. they will or, bring yeah, people under their they will bring marcy's under their wing to serve as their like hench person do yes, their dirty work basically um and okay. i love like that's in terms a great of look way to put and, it. like, voice, and you would think that Marcy would be this, like, Linus type with all of these sage advices and little, like, sayings and stuff, but no, not really. Right. Mostly she's just there to filter uh, Patty, Peppermint Patty out. It seems that way, yeah. She is Peppermint Patty's, yeah, like, like any, any personality she could have uh, had has been completely assistant. dulled by having to constantly deal with Peppermint Patty. Right. And then they they feel the need to include this moment. That's what I was getting at. When she's like, okay, thanks, Charles. And then he's like, Charles. And then she goes, okay, it's all yours, Patricia. Patricia. Or what what is her name? What is her name? She's not even... I forget. It's it's worse than Patricia. It's Uh, like Patrice or something like that. No, it is Patricia. Also, did Peppermint Patties exist before her or after her? Or is it a coincidence? I'm also an idiot. I only just, when thinking about this, I'm like, oh, they're called peppermint patties because they look like a burger patty. They're like a burger patty of peppermint. That, right, right, a patty, yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't, I never, I, that still doesn't explain why it's her name, right. but I guess it's just a cute nickname for a kid. And I do like it. Yes. Um, well, speaking of individual characters, um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but why do they make Franklin sit on the one side by himself? This is something that I refuse to think about because I have enough issues in my life and I don't need to dwell over whether or not. Well, thinking about Charlie Brown being a fair weathered ally. Yeah, I don't. This is one. And I'm glad that you brought this up because this is something that the Internet likes to bring up every now and again. And let me tell you, I could not yeah, care there less. There are just not enough hours in the day like, for me to Like, there are just certain... <laughs> I don't care. They did this because they wanted the gag of him, like, sliding down in the chair. They sat him there so that they could do that physical gag and, like, thank you and good night. I don't need any more information about yeah. this. Thank yes. you, we're done. I'm already exhausted from MC. But, this yeah, every now and again, the this. internet loves to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't bother me with this. Like, I don't care. But every now and again, the internet likes to pretend that it cares about this particular thing. And I'm like, which, you know what? I'm glad that we're talking about this because I did have a note about just the idea of Thanksgiving in general. And, you know, I wrote here, it's like, okay, um, does the, does, does our, like, vintage pilgrim fantasy fairy tale charm still hold up? No. No. <laughs> well, in the sense of like, in the sense of like, does it, is it something that we still enjoy remembering? I don't know how to word it, but it's like, we obviously see things very differently now, but like, is it, is it cute the way that we used to pretend that it was a different story? <laughs> you know what? You know why I think overall as a culture, we've been able to kind of sidestep this because Christopher Columbus, like, the fact that we had a day dedicated to Christopher Columbus is much worse. Because even by yep. the standards of his time, he was considered a monstrous butcher who was literally arrested by the Spanish government for his crimes against True. humanity at a time when the concept of crimes against humanity wasn't really a thing. So we focus all of our energy on that. Right. So Thanksgiving gets to sit in its own little pocket, like, own little bubble, relatively safe, where we right. were just like, well, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, yeah. this isn't so bad, right? And we still haven't totally, like, eradicated the idea of Christopher yeah. Columbus. That's the Which sad it's part. Like, is... Italians, you have literal saints. Like, make Feast of San Gennaro a big thing. Yeah. Like, you have multiple literal saints who are, like, icons of Italy. Why not just, just yeah. pick one and literally swap the holidays one for one, like a sandbag in the, Indi like the Indiana Jones sandbag thing? Right. Why are Italians like, Well, it is, I, yeah, I, like, it's not I my, I, I don't know why this has suddenly become the place where we litigate America's cultural hooplas, but, like, yeah, it, like, Since. during the Ellis Island era, like, Italians very much were ostracized, like, quote-unquote, not white people, because they were more, like, Eastern European, and as a way yeah. of, like, sort of, and their version of holding out the olive branch was like, <laughs> oh, have you know, Christopher Columbus was Italian, and then, like, oh. <gasps> And that was, like, a part of, like... Well, by yeah. all means. I love... Like, let me tell you something. I have no patience for, like, white victimhood. And, like, feel free to edit this out of this episode. 
I mean, hey, look, at the end of the day, I say seven or eight things on Fortnite that would get me canceled in terms of, like, hey, yo, Copernicus. Yeah. Hey, yo. Like, like, I, <laughs> like, again, to come back to Godfather, I regularly quote that bit where they're basic, the Godfather's basically trying to bully this director into letting one of his, like, someone in the mob star in his movie and the director goes and Johnny Fontaine don't get that picture and I don't care how many grease ball <laughs> you throw my way and, and, and the guy goes uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually German well my crap friend um, and I yeah so like I, I'm oh also gosh. guilty of that but yes um, yeah it's weird and that's right. why I'm kind of cringing at the idea of going back to the um, one that is them recreating the uh, Mayflower Voyage, because while I love that one, I'm like, this is objective, like, yeah. this, mm, this is some history watching. This is a work watching. of fiction. And I don't know right. how I feel about having my cartoon yeah, dog it's... and bird being inadvertently complicit in that. Yeah. Which is a shame, because again, this is my favorite of the bunch. I love this special. Isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is a shame. I mean, I don't... I, I, I gotta be honest with you, like, I don't fucking know what to do about this dilemma, about this American dilemma of, like, and it's, like, it's not that hard, we, it truly isn't that hard, but we're just, like, so attached to the things that we want, and we well, can justify them well, by Well, you know what means. it is? I think, like, and this peanut special kind of is embodiment of it, because, like, literally, there is only one, yeah. like, brief line that references the indigenous people and even just the pilgrims in general. Other than the iconography of Snoopy putting on the pilgrim belt hat, um, like, most of it is just mm -hmm. about making this dinner. And because Thanksgiving, right. really, you can just completely forget about the history of it, completely forget about, like, you can turn off your brain. Like, it isn't like Christmas, where the underlining concept right. is the birth of Christ. Like, you can mm -hmm. just completely turn off your brain and be like, this is just about having dinner with a big dinner with your family. I'm having and dinner. grateful that we got through another yes. fall. Right. That's true. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's a, a half-assed defense, but it's a defense nonetheless. That's the best we got. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this one, this is definitely, like, anything that makes me laugh this hard Right. I was going to say, this thing, is right? the giggliest episode we've ever done, and also our most political. That we... <laughs> and I think that's the only way you really can enjoy things. Weirdly, yeah. Uh... Honestly, yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving and has somehow become synonymous with, like, airing out. Grievances. <laughs> that's... That, that, that... Yeah, that, that... Maybe that needs to be the new meeting of Thanksgiving. Like, forget about any sort of history at all and any of the iconography about it this is about you dealing with your family skilling. okay that's why we do this you only have to do it once a year and here it is and the reward is yeah. a lot of good and food you, okay well you kind of have to do it at christmas but i don't know there's more stuff like you know dead's a little more fluid yeah but right. i'm glad we're doing like again i think you talked about like how this is a staple where it's like all right it's time to watch this with as a family and that's why I'm yeah. glad we're doing this, because it does let me have that moment of, like, oh, it's time for the peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and this was, I was, I, again, I was talking to my friend about, like, this this tradition with, with Halloween, 
um, specifically, like, it's a part of this ritual of, like, coming home after trick-or-treating and, like, it's going to be on TV by the time you're done and sitting down Mm -hmm. to watch it while eating your candy. Like, yes, this has just become a part of, like, a ritual of of these holidays. And I believe we have one more part of this ritual and tradition in December. Um, We do have a lot coming up before then. Um, I think next week is going to be one of our biggest episodes ever, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Yeah, we've got something really exciting for you um, for the end of November. And even we have not fully wrapped our brains uh, around it. I am fully prepared. Like, we haven't talked scheduling the recording, but I'm fully prepared (sighs) for it to be over an hour and a half again uh i'm just bracing for impact on that one yeah we may have to break it up but, a um, bit <laughs> yes but as we wait for december to roll in the first snow of the year and all the joys the christmas season brings i'm carter and i'm sydney have a magical day and happy thanksgiving from us to you <laughs> yeah happy thanksgiving everyone I hope you enjoy the holiday. I hope you get some nice autumn walks in. Yeah. Pick up a leaf and have a great time. Thanks for listening. The Disney Desk is written, produced, and edited by Sydney Nicole Barkley and Carter Glace. Please follow us on Twitter at Disney Desk or send us an email at podcastdisneydesk at gmail.com. Want to support the magic? Use the link in the show notes to make a donation to the Disney Desk podcast. We would greatly appreciate it.